Today is Friday, April 19th, 2019, Good Friday of Holy Week, and you're listening to Ordinary Prayers, an invitation to listen for the presence of God in the ordinary parts of life. Now let us prepare our hearts and minds to pray. Artists have a way of seeing the world and communicating it back to us. What are the forms of art which speak to you? What images comfort you and what images make you feel uncomfortable? Today we read from John chapter 18, verses 1 through 10, the moment of Jesus' arrest. After Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley to a place where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, because Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas brought a detachment of soldiers together with police from the chief priests and the Pharisees. And they came there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing all that was to happen to him, came forward and asked them, Whom are you looking for? They answered, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus replied, I am he. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. When Jesus said to them, I am he, they stepped back and fell to the ground. Again he asked them, whom are you looking for? And they said, 
Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you are looking for me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken. I did not lose a single one of those whom you gave me. Then Simon Peter, who had a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's slave and cut off his right ear. The slave's name was Malchus. Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword back into its sheath. Am I not to drink the cup that the Father has given me? In the late 1970s, the Lower Town District of St. Paul, Minnesota, was an empty shell of a once-thriving business district. Parking lots, once a critical need for workers in the area, sat empty. Warehouses, which once used to pulse with the life of commerce, stood abandoned and neglected. No successful corporation wanted to assume the cost of repairing this area, so it stood as a lifeless memorial to a bygone age. The district found new life and the most unlikely of people. Artists, desperate to find affordable space to work and nostalgic enough to appreciate the architecture of the buildings, moved in. They banded together to form the St. Paul Art Collective. Their mission was to protect spaces for artists to create and to lift up the artist's role in enhancing cultural life. Artists help us see. They look at the world and recognize patterns, emotion, and beauty. They see pain, joy, and sadness. The ordinary world drove through Lower Town in the 1970s and saw hopelessness. The artists, though, saw the possibility of restoration, community, and life. Their efforts eventually led to others seeing it as well. Today, the district is so full of life, they're starting to push the artists out. One of their signature events was the St. Paul Art Crawl, which will begin next Friday night in the Lower Town district. I stumbled across a painting by Dolan Sear. When you look at this image, what do you see? I would not say that the painting communicates joy, but you can see intimacy. There is pain, suffering, and a sense of hopelessness in the figures huddled together. But it's not isolation and loneliness. Rachel Wacker, who paints by the name Dolan Sear, appropriately titled the work, In This Together. Some might look at this painting and get depressed. Some only see futility in the face of hopelessness. If I were at a point of suffering, though, this image might bring some comfort. It would be comforting to be reminded, I'm not the only one who has traveled the path of pain. It begs the question, when you look at art, what are you looking for? On Good Friday, we're forced to look at the cross in a way we don't like to see it in our ordinary life. Most of the year, the cross is a decorative item adorning our worship space, or an accessory to our wardrobe. We see in our designer crosses hope, life, and promise. But on this night, we're forced to see the pain and suffering attached to that promise. The image is not life, but death. Most people prefer not to focus on this image. 
they would prefer to leave it behind and choose another option, but we cannot escape the reality. This is the core image of our faith. What do you see when you look at the cross? As much as we do not want to consider the dark side of the cross, it does speak to our reality. How many people ever get to avoid the pain of death? How many people do you think have felt isolated, rejected, and abused? How many suffer from a foreboding sense of hopelessness? Can you see these emotions revealed in the event of the cross? It would be so much more comfortable if Jesus would only appear in clouds and beautiful sunsets. Many of us prefer to see God in the majesty of the mountains or a flowing stream in a green forest. While that might be nice, it would be hard for me. It would be hard for me to worship a God who only dwells in beauty. This kind of God would seem to be indifferent to human suffering. I remember conducting a passion walk one summer at Koinonia. Many of the children in that session of summer camp were not familiar with the story. They were seeing it for the first time. As our Jesus character was carrying the cross, soldiers pushed and mocked him. A young boy from a foster care agency became overwhelmed by the event. With tears in his eyes, he pushed through the crowd to be at Jesus' side. He even tried to carry the cross for him, and did until the weight became too heavy. Yet he never left his side, and his compassion for our actor Jesus remains in my heart and mind. That boy saw in Jesus a person who was walking the same path as him. The young boy had been picked on and pushed around. He had been beaten up by bigger boys. His foster care family sent him to camp so the biological family could go to Disney World. They needed a break from him. He saw in Jesus a friend who understood his condition. Sometimes in ordinary life, we can be looking directly at something and not see it. Jesus asked the soldiers, who are you looking for? It is a question I ask myself every Good Friday. I'm looking for the one who understands the depth of human suffering and is willing to respond to it with commitment and love. I'm looking for the one who, when I am suffering, is willing to move into the abandoned district of my soul and restore it who calls me out of isolation into a community of friends, even when I want to be left alone. I'm looking for the one who appreciates the architecture of my life with all its complexities. Who am I looking for? The one with the power to bring new life. Friday is a visual event. The focus is on the cross. We can dress up the cross and make it beautiful, still the violence of it remains ever-present. When you consider the cross, is it a source of comfort or discomfort? And why do you feel this way about it?
part of your life do you need Jesus to enter into? And when you're looking for him, what do you imagine he looks like or how do you expect to see him? May God, our Creator, open the eyes of your heart so that you may see the hope to which Christ is calling you, the richness of the inheritance prepared for you, and the power that is at work among you. Amen.